Raisin Man Arena. Ah, uh, what's up? What's up? We're on. Nice. I don't know what the hell you guys are waiting for. We're on. The only Our lighting's all fucked. I know. I actually think that might be the TV. Is it looking and a little... We're supposed to be oy, clipping oy, this stuff and putting it on oy. YouTube, Felipe. Yeah. Our lighting's all messed up. Our lighting's all fucked up. Me and Sam are lit dramatically. You look like you're in a, an FBI informant. You're lit from behind. You honestly... You guys look like you're in the 90s. So it's like very 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like all yes. the blacks are really this black. Is, yeah, we're... we're we're Dogma 95 yeah. on this couch. And I'm... and I'm Felipe's just low budget over there. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> pandemic era Zoom meeting guy <laughs> on CNN. Who hasn't quite figured it. Yeah. yeah. His his kids are running around without pants in the background. And <laughs> there's a dog. There's a dog. Yeah. We remember how it was back when the pandemic... There's the a pandemic lot of weed on this, on this table over here, Felipe. That's not mine. That's not mine. That's the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Let's go with that. What are you eating, Sarah's Sarah? Eating a weird little breakfast. I'm eating cookies. Well, my mom sent me in the mail for my. Wait, mom. are you nice. serious? Mm-hmm. You're eating cookies for breakfast? Cookies for breakfast? No. Mm-hmm. It's cookie, cookie crisp. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Cookie crisp. You can eat cookies for breakfast because. Cookie Crisp was this game-changing landmark cereal that was just little cookies. Hmm. How did and now how did they and convince the parents? Parents are worn down because now we have these two-parent households. <laughs> parents if it was if mom stayed at home, Cookie Crisp never would have gotten by. And they're so trying to win. They're trying to win yeah. their kids. Uh, I have this theory that the '90s was like the snack. Like snack era ch- ch- was when children's snacks were invented and like mm. mass produced. Like we had Lunchables, Gogurt, like Danimals. Danimals. It was the like, snack decade. It was the snack decade, and it was like a whole s- avalanche of junk food that was marketed specifically at, at and for children. And I was not. I remember being in, like a little kid in school, and I didn't have Lunchables. Like I, I had stuff that. M- like leftovers. Yeah, you basically. had you had um, um, <laughs> you had um. What I have, man? Uh, f- uh foie gras. <laughs> leftover foie gras. You had leftover foie gras. You mm-hmm. had um. All the kids made fun of you. Yeah, you oh, had arugula yeah, salad with exactly. no oil on it. Duck confit. <laughs> duck confit. And leftover crab cakes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but I was always like really jealous because it it tasted sweet usually. And also the the design, the packaging was really compelling oh, to me. Super compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you strike me, Sarah, as one of those kids who's like fully a Lunchables. Kid. Yeah, you strike me that way too, Sarah. <laughs> I was allowed to have whatever I wanted in terms of processed foods, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is the outcome—someone that everyone likes. <laughs> so let your kids eat. You know, it's true. Your pick out honestly, your brain stuff. is huge. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> and it's preserved, chemically and preserved. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'll be just as um, quick. It's in formaldehyde. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of nice if we found out that eating a lot of processed foods literally preserved, processed your brain into a much uh, more <laughs> delicious <laughs> sugary treat. Into a thoughtful, <laughs> slightly anxious, yeah, but, but generally agreeable Deeply person. Deeply angry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Aggrieved. Yeah. You know what? I was one of those kids who it was like hard to get to eat stuff. Whenever I meet one of those kids who won't eat, you know, like at dinner, they want to eat one spoonful yes. of applesauce and then they're like, I'm good to go. 
what the fuck is that? I'm not going to have that with my kids. They got to eat. <laughs> you have to eat. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and convince them. What is, so what did... Do you, do you remember being on the other side of it? That was horrible. Yeah, constantly being like three, eat three more bites, eat four more bites. And I was like, I'm not hungry. I'm just good. I'm all, I'm running on fumes. I'm all, <laughs> you know, joy and energy. See, I don't yeah. understand. This is something temperamentally I don't understand. The idea, it's like, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. You don't need to be hungry to eat. Hmm. Eating's delicious. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm okay. not hungry, but what a treat. You said a little make bite the of mashed food potatoes. better and I'll eat it. That's uh-huh. what you said. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kind of interesting. Convince me. Yeah. Change my mind. I I'm not hungry. Change my mind. You seen that meme? <laughs> the guy who's yes. at the table and says, "I'm not hungry. Change my mind." But it's a baby at the table. <laughs> this is this is the moment where I want I want I'd want to have my mother here because I think she has a theory about this, which I and I might be misremembering it, but I think it's that you shouldn't force your kids to eat if they're not hungry thank yes like that that you're sort of teaching when you force them to do that stuff you're actually teaching them a relationship with food that's like not good that's like yeah but conversely kids eating like at any time of the day that's also not necessarily a positive relationship grazing eating eating a bunch of chickens at 11 (laughs) a.m before lunch your kid should be able to have a chicken and then and then then again fried chicken at 12 p.m. <laughs> no, that's healthy. 12 a.m. I mean, that's sign of healthy. Virile man. <laughs> <laughs> Imaginative. Going yeah. to bed with the worst acid reflux you've ever felt. <laughs> Good morning, Raisin Nation. Oh, who's here? There's ten people. No one's in the chat. No one's what in the, the chat. Empty ass chat. Hello. I want to see this chat just fucking the fuck firing, firing. You know. People saying, you know, just the chat like, hey, what's up? A million emojis. And then someone saying, if you want more followers, click on my account. You know, just just like totally spammed out. Probably what it is is people who feel like they owe us something and want to feel like they're part of the community. They open up their computer on their like in their bed. They log in and then they go back to sleep because it's so so damn early. That's so sweet. If you're doing that. That's really very sweet. <laughs> and you're the reason why community exists and can exist. Most people are too self-involved. They can't even get up at 8 a.m., open their laptop, open the Raisin Man Twitch stream, and leave it running. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Even that gesture is enough. Even the gesture of opening the... Cl- do you guys think that we should... Do you ever think that we should move it to Sunday nights again? Sunday nights? Uh, and, 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 and this is a question that goes to the audience, too, if you want to say it in the chat or text us later when you listen to the podcast record. Yes. Y- your answer is yes. I sometimes think that. You do sometimes think it. <laughs> okay. I think that, too. Uh, but I know Will would what? be so distraught and disappointed. If, if we, we moved it to Sunday night? He says no. Wow, you've wow. been using Will as no. Will as your human shield, and now you've been no, denuded. Will, you will be disappointed. Will, it's, will. it's you that doesn't want to do it for some reason. <laughs> you have no, no, no. Will right Sunday nights. That's ha. your time with Lena. We, I got your ass. Got you've your been ass. lying for a thing that you would want. Yeah, I don't know. I look forward to Wednesdays. I love Wednesdays. I know, me too. But then imagine if we were doing Sundays, we'd be looking forward to Sundays. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. I like ones because I like the time after when we're hanging out. Hi. First time cruising into your room, G. Morning from Tulsa. Okay. Tulsa. From Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, you thought he, that this person said okay. Tulsa, okay? What What is it? Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on the East Coast, okay means 
all, all right or good. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it's like New Yorker slang. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys it's okay yeah, that's my new york accent well, hey guys that's how my my southern relatives say that me and my brother talk that's a mid-atlantic hey guys they all say y'all what are y'all doing hey guys wait there that's them imitating your maryland accent that's them imitating my maryland accent hey so then that's my new york accent that i do <laughs> hey guys that's funny um it was sarah's birthday last week barb Barbie Ninja 2000. That's right. And oh, and well, oh, I was so say it, say it, and then I'll just I'm and gonna interject. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I was gonna ask you if you had had any learnings cruising into 27. Okay, hold That's on. Right. So if this is gonna be a conversation, I'll just say it today. It is my dad's birthday today. So happy birthday to him <gasps> if he's listening. Big listener of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Happy, happy birthday, happy Alfredo. Birthday, Alfredo. Mr. Depoy. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Depoy. I have to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have to call him. Um, I hope he's listening so that I, it's okay for me not to call him for a minute. But don't listen to this while you're flying the plane. It's no, true. No, no, you no, have no. to That's make sure all the dials are set right. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to have Mr. Depoy on the podcast soon to talk about um, sleep compliance. That's right. He's a big fan of how much you should sleep. He loves, This guy loves sleep. This guy loves sleep. He does sleep compliance for the airline union. Am I allowed to say that? I guess so. Although... If they find out your dad's in a union, they're going to fire him. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. The union is already, it already exists, but they're firing union members. <laughs> it's not even like, they're not even voting on it. Um, well, I just think it's interesting. I think that our listeners, our audience is not complying enough to sleep regulations. And no. that's why we're not getting enough viewers in the morning. Um, and we need people complying. Eight hours, go to sleep. You should be in your bed at 11 o'clock so that you can drift off by midnight so that at eight, you're ready. Right, it's true because you need an hour of being in bed. To wind down, period. An hour of being in bed. I've heard yep. that one of the... So when you go to sleep and when you wake up, take out one hour. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true because sometimes you take fall asleep right hour. away. Take out one hour. For in, From right in the middle or all on either end? I think it to fall asleep. I don't know if it takes okay. an hour for me to fall asleep. It doesn't usually. I'm still tired. You know I mean? I'm thinking even not 11, 10, because you need to wake up at 7 so you can... Because you don't want to wake uh, up right when the fucking thing yeah. is starting. Ba, ba, na, da, da, da. Do you have what to... That? That's yeah. the Brian Lair music, but I'm pretending that that's the Raisin Man theme. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. I I have to take out a, an hour or two for masturbating before I go to sleep. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Um, but that is part of sleep compliance and helps you drift off to the shores of sleep. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, when right. you after you masturbate, you you're on a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're zooming to, to the land. shores of sleep, okay? Well, that's it's why not a slow, it's not the slow ride. Well, that's why pilots do it to fly airplanes. They yeah. do. Yeah, they do. And that's part of the compliance. All right. Uh-huh. Well, I, I can't wait to yeah. do that episode. I can't wait to have him on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you Eliza for saying happy birthday to Felipe's dad. I wonder if pilots ever like hook up while they're flying they better they kind of make out they from their seats and stuff they, do they have any idea how scared i <laughs> am back <laughs> there they <better laughs> they not. if you knew what they were doing they, they turn not. to each other and they go you want to hook up <laughs> <laughs> they get a handy over the controls it's one of the most tempting mm. things to do as a pilot i honestly think flying a plane you don't, you're not like it's not like a, a, a car where you're holding the wheel the whole, whole time and like keeping it steady you can kind of just you know leave the yeah, the wheel of it up. Yeah. and it kind of flies. You got to still be checking, but you're not like adjusting. Yeah. So you could get hook up, get a hand job or something. 
Okay, Jasper, my friend Jasper says this. I would be in the chat, but I don't have space on my phone for the Twitch app, and you can't chat from the Safari version. I do uh, listen with my coworkers, though. I see. Okay, good morning, Jasper and coworkers. Good morning, coworkers. Co- vigilante. Co- good morning, coworkers. We're co- talking about the temptations one experiences while flying a plane. That's true. Yes, yes. Well, what's funny is you saying, do you want to hook up? That reminds me of... um. When my first friend in middle school ever made out with somebody and I asked him, how did you do it? He was like, well, you know, you kind of get a vibe and then you're just at some point you're sitting alone next to them and then you just have to turn to them and say, do you want to make out? He said all that. That's what he told me. That's wow, it. He, that's he gave me, I could even so describe. Adult. Yes. It was like that. was at sleep boy summer camp. They were behind this certain shed. Um, and he just well, said, first you get a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, whatever we, we said, we didn't say the word vibe back in 2000. Nine, whenever this was, yeah. um, but who I can't remember. Lost a time, uh, but you just say, have to say, "Do you want to make out?" And it's that easy. And then from then on, like everybody who was in my friend group, that was the only move that people used. Is do you want to make <laughs> out? Do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? And almost every time I hook up with someone for the first time, I say, "Just say, do you want to make out, or do you want to hook up?" Um, and it works. It's like a hundred percent. But the vibe yeah. has to be there. The vibe has to be there. But it's yeah, it's that simple. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys ask that? Just like that question. Thank you, Racing Man fans, for birthday salutations. Felipe, you still have to call oh, me. Oh, I'm in hot nice water. I'm in hot water. <laughs> get out of family oh, obligations. No way. I'm no shaking way. in my boots. Um, I, uh, I try not to do this anymore. But Well, actually, sometimes I do it. But my move as I started making out was just go in. Just go in. Just kind of a tweet. Really? No, wow. no, 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 no. Just no, go in. Well, no, but you have, to, you, has to to yes, you have to. The vibe has to be certain. Yes, the vibe has to be certain. But sometimes it wouldn't be. Sometimes the person would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, you let them say no that way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'd rather a what the they fuck recoil. are you doing? <laughs> they recoil and then do jujitsu moves. I don't know if that's right, but I think it was too embarrassing for me to say, do you want to make out? Do you want to make out? Well, I'm... I, um... It's like this level one, level two to level three thing where level one is you don't ask. Famous you know, raising that, man that's, technique. That's exactly. You don't ask. That's from that's what we inherited that's from the movies. Old school, exactly. 1960s, 1960s, 1960s. It goes way, way back. back to the medieval Early era. Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. They Early have man. it documented in Sumerian texts. You do not ask, you just make the move. Exactly. Yeah. Make the move. Uh, and then I for a long time I was like, do, can I kiss you? That's that was why I asked. That was your line. Yeah. Wow. Can I kiss you, listeners? What do we think about that? Imagine you're with Sam. Close your eyes and imagine. Or may I kiss you? I guess. And he says, "May I kiss you?" What if you said to someone, <laughs> "Can I kiss you?" And they said, "May I kiss you?" Ah ah ah! May I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go. I would go. Boy, sometimes, sometimes it worked, but sometimes they were like, they were like. Why are you asking me? Oh. I got that. A lot of that, actually. Why are you <laughs> asking bitch? me? Bitch, you're being a little bitch. <laughs> level two, you got bitched out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so level three is you go... You were, Wait, they said to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that the person was being a bitch. You were, they were saying you were being a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. So just make yeah. sure that's oh, clear. The, I, that's what I meant to say, too. A, a woman would never I would be not, a bitch. I would not call a bitch a woman. <laughs> I would not call... Not only a man uh, would be being a bitch. <laughs> yes, oh. that's right. <laughs> So then level three is you go back to not asking, but with the heightened awareness that you live <laughs> in a in a sexual assault culture, in a post-Me Too era. And a know. culture of contradictions. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And hypocrisies and rampant 
political corruption. corruption. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you do. And yet we're and asked to navigate this landscape as individuals. I know. Making ethical choices. Exactly. Why does it fall to us? Near impossible. Why does it fall to us? Why do I have to vote for Joe Biden? It's true. Yeah. Well, Why can't I write in Bernie? You yeah. don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. So you have to wait. The vibe, the thing where you feel the vibe is you actually just have to wait a really long time in silence before you go in for the kiss. And and and, <laughs> and one way to and one way to know is by counting Mississippi's under your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at her in the eyes. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. And if you can count to five Mississippi's and you haven't broken eye contact, she wants you to kiss her. I would have started the conversation again wow. by then if I was the woman because I would be so scared I, this person <laughs> scared, whispering. So <laughs> totally. I also find you think you just have to make long eye contact. I hate the eye contact. I know. Asking do you want to make out circumvents yes. the long, the, the, long the staring, the romantic staring. No, I mean, that's why yeah. I would attack because I was like, I can't handle, <laughs> I can't Uh-oh. handle this. Can't I can't handle, handle this uncertainty. I'm just going to go Let's in. Let's just get the recoil yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go in. Wow. Huh. All right. So everyone does it a little different. Yeah. Everyone's got their own style. And that's good. Because if everybody did it the same, there would be no variety. No. And we're in variety spice of life. That's right. Welcome to Raisin Man. Uh, this morning we're talking about new. what's new in music. <laughs> <laughs> what is new in music? We, we literally oh. I don't think we've ever talked about music on the podcast. No, you're right. Not a single. We're not big, big huge music heads. Are we I don't listen to music. Yeah, like there are people who say that. I don't listen to music. Yeah, isn't that weird? My brother says that. He says that. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Strange. I do like music, but I'm not like. I don't have anything interesting to say about it. I like it. I like the beats. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I, well, I like the melody. So we're a perfect match. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like the lyrics. That's true. Famously, actually, I've never really paid attention to lyrics. Really? Yeah, and they're not very important to me, but I think I should. 20 ah, they're beautiful. 2022. Lyrics? Yeah. I love the lyrics. Love the lyrics. I was they're noticing. Beautiful. So I there's a band that I know uh, that I introduced Will to. Um, I'm trying to get a rise out of him. <laughs> Will. 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 He's no, to forget it. Forget it. This uh, is already mind. gone. It's already gone. Oh, I was just saying that I so introduced Will to this band, Arthur. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've been, a, I'm been a huge fan. You should look them up. Arthur, all caps. Been a huge fan for a very, very long time. <laughs> Will, he's a, he's a, he's a Sally come lately to Arthur. Yeah. And, uh, but it's okay. Better late than never. It's true. Better late than never. But, uh, and I'm not gatekeeping, you know, but um, I've been listening for a long ass time. Will's been listening, I don't know, a couple of weeks. But he then knows all of the lyrics. He's singing the song with all the lyrics. And I haven't spent one second wow. paying any attention to lyrics. <laughs> and I thought, wow, see, I got to pay attention to the lyrics because how can I prove That's my funny. bona fides of listening to a band if I don't even know the lyrics? Yeah, you don't even know the lyrics. I thought you liked words. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Not in songs. Not that no, He songs. likes colors and oh, vibes right. and yeah, stuff. He likes colors. And like gifts. And impressions. Ugly gifts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah ugly gifts is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go to Felipe's Instagram and go to his most recent no. post and flip all the way to the last <laughs> no, meme that he posted. It was a risk. It was a risk yeah. I took. <laughs> um, yep. Something funny to me. Last week... I was thinking about getting a rise out of Will. Um, I got these texts from Will after, like, the afternoon after we did the podcast, calling me carceral 
and saying that I'm a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I got those messages. And I, I honestly, I go around talking so much about other people's business and I do not keep track of it that I was like, I guess he's just in some kind of mood. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even question. I just said, that's not me. Um, and I moved on. Didn't think twice about like, well, what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, and then I went back and listened to the podcast from last week and realized as I was listening that I was reading Will's text messages out about you to you and that that's what he was talking what about. What were the text it messages? It was the text about how you were um, disturbed by the term. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, strategic capacity. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that just didn't even occur to me that that was any kind of violation. But it Well, is it's funny because you, because Sarah went off on, on Felipe in her story. Oh, and I took it down. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had not see the story. Oh, 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 Wait, you're a carceral oh, dude. Wait, oh, that's it. I thought I, it was still up there. So low. I took it down so I could advertise more raisin man and not get it cluttered in. What did it I, say? I did a screenshot of the part of the script <laughs> that Sam wrote where we kiss, and I said me and Felipe kiss in the in Sam's new cartoon, and then I did a screenshot of um, like let me show you. Our text conversation. Our text conversation, it? but I took out all of my responses where I'm kind of like goading you on <laughs> so that it just looks like you're like going off about like how much you don't want to do it. And I screenshotted this and I put, um, Felipe will use any excuse to get out of doing it. And I wrote, but he has to kiss me in the cartoon, right, Sam? And I tagged Sam. And um, then Sam reposted it and said, he's not a kid, you fucking idiot. <laughs> wow, I missed all of this. Yeah, so we all, it was all last night. I don't know what you, oh, I guess you were watching a movie. It was all last night. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I didn't really think too much about the kiss, but then I thought, oh, I, that monkey character, I like him kind of asexual. But he you wouldn't know, kiss Sarah it, in the it, cartoon. If you make him kiss, that's your decision, and you know, it's, you're building out the character. So he's gonna kiss and finger. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Please don't do that. Listeners, Felipe Please. plays a little monkey in this cartoon. I play my se- my character's name is Sarah in the script, <laughs> and Wait, we're gonna kiss. Well, Felipe's character is named Felipe, right. but they never say his name, do they? Uh, I, in the beginning of one of the new ones, uh, is that okay, Felipe? That they say his name? No, it's not. <laughs> keep me, keep me, uh, keep me anonymous. I don't want people doxing me. <laughs> and once they find out this monkey. <laughs> But then, I, honestly, I was thinking about what I did to Will last week, and then what uh, me posting your text again, and I was like, maybe I need to like take a little break from screenshotting people's texts and posting them without asking. Well, it's fun. You usually ask me when you. I usually ask. I usually ask. <laughs> but this time, I was going to surprise you. You asked. There was okay. So I want to go back to a few conversations ago that we didn't complete, which oh. was that you were asking Sarah My if birthday. she's her birthday. That's right. Is that maybe this is a thing you just learned? Then this this is something I'm learning about myself. Um... For my birthday, I went to the cloisters. I like to go to the cloisters for my birthday by myself. I, I didn't know it. that. I didn't know I, you did I, that. I, I still love haven't it. gone. Dude, you gotta fucking go. I know. I'm, I, I should go on a rules. date or something. I haven't you gone either. Have you, you haven't gone either? <laughs> you should go on a date. You gotta show her a different... Will thinks it's funny <laughs> yeah. that Sam wants to <laughs> No, it seems like a great date. It's a great date. Date spot. Is yeah. the cloisters... An hour-long subway special, ride, basically. They have little rooms, right? You, they can, got, you can go off mm-hmm. by yourself. They got a little crypt room. <laughs> you can go off. And, I yeah. think of the cloisters as the French catacombs, like there's skulls all along. Is mm-hmm. that what the cloisters are? <laughs> basically. Well, they moved a medieval monastery from France... To New York City. How do they move it? With helicopters? With hel- uh, no, with a big ship. <laughs> they did it a long time ago, before they had helicopters. 
I think. Maybe, no, they might have had Elgar. I, I can't speak to that. Did they <laughs> Did they take it down or did they just kind of plop it all made? They took it down. Like prefab. They mention. took it down. Well, it's crazy. The entire thing is filled with like structural elements that are all taken from like medieval churches in Europe. Like it's full of doors that don't go anywhere that are just like placed sort of where you think a door could be. But it's like this is a door to a 14th century church in Poland and like they have a little description and so you can just imagine yourself like opening the door and walking into the church but it actually doesn't lead to Oh it's anything. like um it's, it's like a, a nightmare before christmas when all the trees have the mm-hmm. doors that take mm-hmm. you into but the different holiday You don't go through lands. the Easter door so they you make, don't know what's in there When yeah. they make medieval churches like in Europe when they were constructing them they were like let's make this like a lego set in case an in case someone wants to move it to mm-hmm. the United to States. To New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And then they even have like, um, they've got a big, like, it's called an apes. It's like a rounded ceiling with a big Mary painted on it from Spain. And then they have a little documentary that they made in like the 1950s, whenever they moved it, of like them moving it. And it looks just like totally sacrilege. It's people just hammering down all the pieces of the church and like putting them in boxes. Oh, they moved um, it in the 1950s. They moved it in the 50s. Oh, I thought they moved it like back in colonial times or uh, something. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be wild. Foresight. But what's cool about it is that all the stuff, you know, doesn't really belong in America, but it's all from Europe. So, mm-hmm. we I mean, not, none of this belongs in America, Sarah. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. this stuff is all from Europe. So who cares? Right. How right. Do you mean, as instead of it being from like South America or Africa or Asia, I it's see. from just other It's like whites. the Elgin marbles. But, you know, oh, you mean we're, st- we're taking the European shit. Right. You we're mean like we're like we're plundering who Europe. Who watches The Watchmen? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 that's very interesting. Yeah. Snatch that. That's ours. Yep, we're imperializing the imperialists. Do you think the French people are ever going to protest and say, bring back the cloisters? They better fucking not. To Paris? They better fucking not. Because a lot of the stuff says on it on loan, and I'm like, come and fucking get it. Come and get (laughs) it. Come and get it, bitch. Repatriate it. You want to repatriate it? Mm -hmm. Get to come to Inwood in Manhattan. You you even know where that is. And And New Yorkers, they don't mess around. No. No. They're ready to throw hands (laughs) to defend the cloisters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. First, you have to meet a couple of our friends at the National Coast Guard first. <laughs> um, on my birthday, I came out of the cloisters, and you guys haven't been, but it's like up on the top of a big hill. And um, where Peter is there Tra- a hill in New York City? It's in Inwood. You know, it's like way up at the tip of Manhattan. You take right the A train all the way to uh, the end near Bam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and whoever the Rockefellers, whoever's behind this, they like bought the coastline that you can see. It's way up on top of a hill. They bought the coastline across the water so that it will always be clear. So there's no development, and you yes. can just nice. look. And yes. so when you're at the cloisters, you think you're in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh my god, how am I ever going to get back to New York City? It's like crazy." And then you walk down a hill, and you're at like a sports bar, and yes. uh, right, it's because <laughs> they, they bought the sports bar yeah, too. They the sports bar. <laughs> so you could go there yeah. and get a bunch of sliders and chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like you're walking into into the closures like all you know like neon lit dave and busters and then you're you go in and you look out the window and you see a tree and you're dumb enough to think oh it's just a tree that's all there is around me yes exactly <laughs> but then you forget um so you forget wanted to really quickly thank uh chip insider knowledge they have a tier one subscription 
Oh, Chip thank you. Tier, so you got, tier thank one you. brings you extra content, t-shirts, and little gifts that Felipe makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole package. A whole right. package. So Felipe can't keep himself from sending little gifts to the tier one subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could stop. <laughs> <laughs> he fill, leave your shoes out. Felipe will fill them almost every morning mm-hmm. with little gifts. With hay. With hay. Did we talk about Three Kings Day? No, because we're talking about my birthday, which is Three Kings Day. So yeah, Sarah's you know, birthday's on. Wait, w- didn't we, did we do Raise Mail last week? We did, but it was the day before my birthday. So we did talk about Three Kings Day. So we did. Uh, maybe. Fuck. All well, right, d- we'll talk about it again next year. Do folks. you have any anything you learned I giving, about? I was giving you a point. Two points. One, about New Yorkers not fucking around. I came out of the hill, and on the hill, I was surprised to see, because I came up a different way. I came out a different way than I came in. Suddenly, the hill was full of children sledding, and it was like hundreds of children sledding. Oh. It was so crazy. <sighs> um and it was like one of those, I always think it's a funny thing to be a kid, like living in New York City, because the population density just seems like it changes the nature of things that you do when you're a kid, like going to the public pool, going ice skating, like all that stuff. Is yeah. like, oh my God, you can't do that in New York. You have to go to New Jersey. Um, so they're all sledding and the kids are slamming into each other hard <laughs> and into adults' legs, <laughs> like knocking people down. Like it's so chaotic because there's so many people there and everyone was just like laughing and just being like, wow. ah! strangers, hitting strangers. And I was just watching, we have a video of like a kid nailing an adult right in the legs who wasn't looking, like fa- staring in the other direction, get slammed from behind. That is so um, funny. And it was just awesome and they didn't care. And I was like, that's cool. The sled leg sweep wow. is funny. Yeah. Just someone's walking Sledding. in the hill. And it was <sighs> right near the cloisters. It's like a yes. Bruegel painting. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yes. It's like a Bruegel painting. <laughs> and Bruegel's paintings are famous for um, having a lot of merriment Mary and fun. Yeah. And sl- a guy without his pants sledding. on. Yes. And he's crapping. Yes, exactly. That's right. Wow. Sam yeah. looks like such a hunk right now. It's distracting. <laughs> you says do look like a hunk. Simeone. It's true. Look at him. Look at the way his hair looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Simeon. Yeah, that's because me and Sam are on the fancy cam, and Felipe's on the. I'm on the ass cam. I'm on the Vaseline cam. Welcome to the Vaseline cam. What did I learn on my birthday? So to get to the point, I, I'm gonna get some coffee real quick. Okay, but please listen while you're over there. <laughs> um, this is a dumb realization, but I had this realization while I was at the cloisters. Everything in the cloisters is about Christianity, ancient medieval Christianity. Um, and there was a plaque about Jesus Christ being sent to us to, to redeem us. Okay. And the way it was phrased was like, um, God sent his only son to reconcile um, fallen mankind to him, like sent him as a man to reconcile mankind who was fallen, something like that. Okay. And um, it just kind of blew my mind that I was like, oh, that's why he sent him. <laughs> to reconcile mankind like he made himself into so man he's got god is up here he's okay. looking down at man who he made to be perfect okay but is fallen and completely flawed and fucked up and doing all this stuff that god didn't want right mm-hmm. them to do yes and he's like wait i don't understand like I, this isn't what i'm i'm wanted so then he makes his son who is him who's god who unto a man to send down to be with the people and see the people and like make it make sense to him what's going on. And it's by Jesus's decision as being a man to forgive everyone of their sins and to open the, you know, gates of heaven. And Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, so God sends Jesus and Jesus is like, he's like, come up with a plan. I think God is like, you gotta God's go to God. God knows already. Plan. He's not, it's not like Jesus is like, look God, cause he is God. 
Yes. Right. But then I also had this question that kind of goes at the end, which is like, why doesn't, why is it his son? Why doesn't God just say, and then I sent myself as a man. Why is it his son? I don't know. Well, but God, but Jesus is God. Jesus is God. I know, but he's the son. They make a huge thing out of him being the son of God. He's not just God as a man. He's the son. Well, because it needs, he needs to have another shape, right? Because he couldn't, but can God just be is, like, I'm God is I'm God is Jesus. I'm Jesus the man God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jesus the man Not God. Not the son, just the man. Yeah. But are you using this kind of Socratic question and answer method to lead Felipe and I into doing some mm-hmm. like public mm-hmm. work? Or something like that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Now that's the question that I was left with. Why is he the son? But the thought that I had was just like I've always thought, oh well, God has this and we're made to believe this master plan for yes. the universe and everything sort of is known to God. He, he's an all knowing being. But then there's this question of like, oh, mankind was not what he planned for them to be exactly you know mm. he made the garden of eden he made adam and eve he gave them the choice right and they chose to eat the to apple which he told be them not fucked to do. up yeah yeah and he wouldn't intend for that to happen necessarily like there is a chaos element down here mm. with man mm-hmm. that's outside the control of god Fruit related but you don't yes. think that he knew that that would happen he's giving them the free will he's like i, I know, know i know they're gonna do it but this well, that's is the, the confusing thing i yeah. think we're not supposed to know that that would happen he's not supposed to know because if he'd wanted us to be totally infallible it, he could have is is one of the choice. things that you're saying like is that when he sends jesus down his son and jesus forgives everybody of his sins of their sins and opens the gates of heaven it's like it's like god reconcile like finally understanding that people it's okay that people are flawed or and he's going to kind of let them in anyway let them, or like or that like he empathizes with their flawedness well it gives them a a route through christ to be forgiven for their sins uh-huh. that didn't exist before because they say that like the gates of heaven were not open until jesus is crucified oh okay so you're not allowed to go and be with so god until jesus dies and decide and because jesus also says this while he's alive um <clears throat> that if you're like one of his followers and you believe in him and you, you know, are forgiven for your sins, that when you die and you stand before God and God is passing judgment on you and whether or not you can be in heaven, uh-huh. Jesus himself will st- stand in front of you and say, God, when you judge this person, don't look at them. Like, look at me and judge me. And oh. so, and then God judges Jesus wow. and says, okay, you can come into heaven. Jesus has a full schedule. Yeah, he's got a full schedule. He's got to be standing in front of every person who dies. All right. yeah. He kind of trundles in front of you. Okay. <laughs> Dude, let's do this. Um, God, yo, look at me. Judge, judge not the man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you've heard the whole thing. Just <laughs> That's right. So I guess the only point that I'm making is just um, that Jesus exists to explain to God what the hell happened. Jesus is like, I was a guy too. Mm. And I know what it's like. Yeah. And here's the deal. Yes. And we can still forgive these people. He's like, we get hungry down there. And we get hungry. He's like, we get, har- we get horny. horny. Yeah. And God's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. <laughs> we get hor- horny and bored. And that's why we do a lot of the, that crazy stuff. That's why we wild out like we do. And God's like, oh. Yeah. That's right. He's like, oh, okay, well, in that case. I wish I had a kind of Jesus-type figure that I could send um, send out and f- and help me empathize, get inside the mind of a woman. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. help me understand women. Yeah. Because, they, boy, are they a, a curious creature. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's true. You could send out a little, like, I don't know, <laughs> like, you know, Hasbullah? 
Yeah. Like a little guy like that who has one of those hormone things where they're like 40, but they look like they're 15. The Andy Andy Milanakis disease. (laughs) So so all this came to you in the church. In the church. This came to me in the church. Reading the plaque. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's one. So that was all in one plaque? That was all in in one plaque. Just the way that they had phrased it made that occur to me. It's probably an obvious thing, but I think I had just never thought in all these years. And viewers, I went to Sunday school every Sunday for many, many years to be confirmed Catholic uh, when I was like 14 or whatever. And uh, some of this stuff, they just say it so many times. They're like, Jesus is the son of God and he came down. So you don't even care. You don't even care. And it, it seems obvious that they would send him. And then suddenly I was just thinking like, wait, wait, why did he, why did he do that though? So I, that's why. Yeah. I have to be honest. Even after this conversation, I'm like, why would he? Why, why would he? But why, why would does he? Does he have to come It's down okay. You can, thing. yeah, you can be honest. This conversation doesn't have to change. And he didn't have the idea right away. Cause there's a whole bunch there's of people a whole bunch before of people. Jesus is sent down. And also, and he tried to connect with people like Moses and to be like, well, Moses isn't God, but maybe he can be my guy down there. Yeah. Good yeah. enough. Not quite enough. Send in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're taking out the big guns. And then here's another thing that I thought. Jesus. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of um, awesome paintings of like people vanquishing the devil. You know, like that Saint. I think it's Saint Michael. Saint Michael like yeah. crushing that like really fucked up yeah. looking devil. He's got like a face on his stomach. His arm is like a caterpillar. Like he's so like heinous looking. It's awesome. Um, and there's a bunch of different versions of that. And there was a plaque about like, oh, this is just paintings of people triumphing over the temptations of the devil. And I was just thinking like, oh, when I was young, I always thought of the temptations of the devil are actually temptations to do really normal things that are just like historical anachronisms that they weren't supposed to do for arbitrary reasons. Yeah, like reasons. you couldn't masturbate back like then. Like not being allowed to masturbate, no, not being able to wear deal. cotton shirts or like yeah. whatever the Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. Um, but then I was thinking about it where not, I was Not like, being able to sleep on Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strange <Just> like, <laughs> religious edicts. <laughs> not being able to eat meat yeah, on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> random ass shit. And I was trying to think like, what actually do I think that there are temptations of the devil? Like something that is that in my life. Like what am I tempted to do that i know is evil oh but we um, know we ha- we have some oh evil temptations yeah to say mean things about people whose comedy i don't like <laughs> <laughs> yes that's my strongest temptation. Yeah. yeah to be to be jealous and hate from outside the club yeah yep. and did did, <laughs> did did seeing the painting of saint michael that it fill you with a desire to vanquish those temptations it made me want to identify them because i think i have just done so much like um secular modernist justifying of everything i think and feel yeah, yeah. where i'm like it's all just about being honest with yourself yeah. if it feels no good it's perfect. good if it feels good it's good and even if something i'm doing something bad if i can just be conscious of it and like i'm the the soul above the mind yeah. then we're all set that's absolutely the devil talking and that's the you. fucking devil that's the devil <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i was just trying to reconsider and now every time that you talk shit about somebody whose comedy you don't like, you should imagine that the person making you do that is a fucked up devil yeah. with a caterpillar <laughs> arm and like huge fangs. Yeah, totally. That makes it a lot scarier. Yeah, that's funny. It makes you think of like a week ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who I won't name and I'll try to make it so they, they can't figure out who I'm talking about. They were telling me something very interesting. Okay. But I was not paying attention. I was thinking about having sex. I was remembering a time that I had sex and I was picturing it. (laughs) 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 While they were talking about something totally different. And they were really like going off and it was something like very thoughtful and considered, but I just was not paying attention at all. Um, And then I felt really bad where I was like, why aren't you paying attention? Like, 
your friend is telling you something this is so important and like this is what life is all about and you're just thinking about some shit you could think about anytime and then i was like no i don't have to feel bad because i'm just being that's all my authentic life i'm being me i'm being me i'm, just I'm being me. me so it's okay well, secular yeah. justification yeah well, exactly there's definitely a skill to be learned about you know you hear every third word no, and no, then you're no, like, you and you're not. like, what are they talking about? Not. And it's like, okay, I get the <laughs> gist. Because you people, hear every third word I say. Because people, no, no, I'm a good listener, but sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes one gets distracted. It happens. It happens, and sometimes you think about sex, and then when you find yourself in the middle of a conversation, and you've been thinking about sex for five minutes, <laughs> and you've missed most, of, you have to be like, what words can I remember? You do a little bit of math. Okay, this, this, this. Yeah, this is a general so topic. Mu- and I know what this person's like. Yeah, kind of thing they would say. You fill it in. You do so a little bit of AI, like uh, machine learning. Yes. You fill in <laughs> the, the gaps. The algorithm. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, okay, and so then you can kind of do both. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> One time for a race, and I mean for a simple town meeting, we were talking about different, <laughs> no, different Sam's ways about to roast me so hard. <laughs> get him. Ways get to em. generate em. like ideas, and I was like. Oh, we were talking about going around different And I was like, I would really like it if we had time where there was silence in the meeting, where we could all talk. I mean, where we could all write our ideas down and then share them aloud. And Felipe was (laughs) like, yeah, we can do that. I just, I like it better when, like me personally, I like it better when it's easier for me to generate ideas when I talk, say them out loud. And then when other people are talking, I can like think of other stuff, <laughs> other ideas that I'm, wow. <laughs> that I'm, that I'm thinking wow. about so and then, then say them out loud. Yeah, exactly. Then I can, I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, wow. 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 No wonder have so many meetings about process. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, people are, there are agents who are working against group absolutely. cohesion. Sometimes, absolutely. Sometimes people are talking about some idea you don't like and you think okay i could like put up the shield and be like how am i going to shoot down this idea or i could spend the you know while they discuss this idea i'm like i can spend the thinking about an idea i like (laughs) (laughs) i can choose to be happy yeah Yeah. exactly you can choose to be happy of angry yeah Yeah, all sorts of ways work simeon says felipe makes cartoons in his head sarah has sex in her head i do make cartoons in my head that's right yeah. That's right. When I ah! <laughs> ah! No! This is what I really look like. <laughs> That's good. It's a good impression of me. I love that cartoon. Oh, thank you. <sighs> uh, the new, uh, I don't really, this uh, Smiling Friends came out. Did you, and you saw it? I saw Have the first you seen episode. It? Smiling Friends? Yeah. The fuck? It's a new cartoon on Adult Swim. Oh. By Michael Cusack and this guy whose name I don't know, but who goes by Psychic Pebble online. Psychic Pebble. Yeah, that's have you seen Psychic Pebble? That's a good ass username. Yeah, but uh, they <laughs> so they made this cartoon for Adult Swim, and I really think it's special. <laughs> um, Felipe, why do you think it's special? It's really good. I think they're gonna. I think they're like because you know Rick and Morty was like, oh, this is something interesting. That was special. Yeah, but you for know Rick and Morty's kind of the way it looked wasn't that special. No, it wasn't that special, but the writing was special, and I yes. think that shows kind of. Yeah, I think it's not bad, but it's kind of maybe on its way out. Maybe it's moment. It's past, right? That's right. Correct. I'd That's say correct. it's kind of okay. past. Yep. It's moment's past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think these guys, I don't know if this show their is it, but I think their, their moment is risen. The and moon I think is high. They're the next ones. Oh, fuck. They're and, do- and what the about it? The next ones. This is like Jesus has returned. Yes, <laughs> Jesus has returned. Yeah. <laughs> and what about it is, is new or novel when you saw it? I just think. Yeah, I'm bringing my childlike curiosity <laughs> yes. to the podcast. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> I just think it's like the perfect. I think cartoons on TV, their problem most often is that they're like 
so writer driven and they're not interesting looking mm-hmm. um or like nothing interesting is happening in the animation maybe i've said this before no the show. not the first time i've said it have <laughs> not you have i have <laughs> they're not so interesting looking or the animation isn't so activated or even if they're interesting looking they're not like um i don't know they're just not they're thinking from writer's perspective first not from like animation perspective but this show these guys are animators and they're always thinking about how do we pump up the animation factor hell yeah what do we do how do we make this character walk funny how do we make this animation factor and it's dusty and old and yes they blow it and then they pump it up yeah they're on the character creation screen on the animation factor they go it up to 10 (laughs) exactly um but they also know how to write funny stuff so they're just pushing in every direction and the animation is very high quality and it's very funny. Every moment wow. has something to look at. There's wow. this one scene where there's they're, they're filming a TV show. And then they cut to the director of the show. And behind the director, there's a cameraman. And the cameraman has a scar in the middle of his head. He's been lobotomized. That's not a, like addressed or no one points it out. It's just in the background. Funny detail. That's funny. What? So wow. This is so gonna be- sorry, I just want to double click on that detail for a second. So it, it's a joke that he's just been... That the he cameraman's str- been lobotomized. Interesting. But wow. it's not... I mean, the, it is thematically connected because in the, the episode, the show's supposed to be bad. But anyways, I'm just saying that like it's filled with visual details. And all our and mental like, health heads out there are going to love that yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, going to speak to your experience. Yeah. Maybe we're at level three with lobotomy. Level one, we don't know about it. Level two, it's good. It's bad. It's bad. Level three, it's all right. Maybe it's not so bad. Maybe it's not so bad. Um... Do you think that they're going to hearken in a revolution akin to Ren and Stimpy? It's it's that cataclysmic. It's going to change the way people animate. Mm, I don't know. I don't think they can. you can have a revolution anymore. No, you is can't. Right, Will? And besides, the reason that shows look bad is probably for budget reasons. Yes, you know? exactly. It's like it takes a lot of work. Economies of scale. Mm-hmm, exactly, economies of scale. And so I don't know. I mean, this show is 11 minutes, quarter hour. So I don't That rules. That's perfect. It is good. Yeah. Sigma Delta Zero says day. the way smiling friends capitalizes on small moments, a small glance or a gulp can become a great joke. This is true. This is true. Mm. That's fa- that's facts. Um, anyways, we don't. I, don't, I no, hope this no, isn't no, a boring no, topic. That's interesting. That's interesting. Come on, that's 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 I mean, it's just you know, I don't want to. Please, don't please, a stupid boring topic. No one cares about this. No one cares about animation. I'm gonna ask you another question. Do you have another example of a moment that like gives us like okay, so this is a kind of detail that would get Ooh. cut in a different room but they they've had it in added in I need to th- and meanwhile just for those of you who, who don't know Felipe is an uh, not only an animator but he's like a director of animation yeah, that's, right. that's right he has made shows yes. like this and Felipe if you hire him to work on your cartoon <coughs> he will say harsh things to people of high status <laughs> Wait, <Yeah. what>? right <laughs> I feel like you're always deciding whether or not to like say what you really think to oh to yeah, the yeah, people like working with yeah the people that you're working with uh, sucks <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get him he speaks truth to power it's true um I got to think about it. There's a lot of, I mean, I only saw the first episode, but two things, uh, they're, they're often like changing animation style. In one moment, the character has an interview with Jimmy Fallon and they do a Jimmy Fallon impression, but the way Jimmy Fallon That's is awesome. animated is like different than every other character. He wow, looks like realistic I love that. and he's like, and he's like kind of rotoscoped. Mm. Another detail I noticed, this is also very <laughs> small. They have like a lot of collage. Like at one point there's an explosion in the background and the way that they rendered the explosion is by getting explosion footage and compositing wow. it in. So it's like realistic. And then the last thing, this is really small, but like at one point this character shakes another character's hand. And then when you go in for the kind of like mid, 
not a close-up, but like a middle whatever of the hand. The hand's been drawn different, and it has like all these lines, and it like moves in a weird way. It's a very small detail, but it's like, oh, they decided this hand's going to be funny in this shot. Just little things like that, you know? That's awesome. You never let up. How come in the cartoon Chowder, the characters move, but their clothes stay? Yeah. That also happened in the show Yakety Sacks. Did you guys ever see that show? No. <laughs> Yakety Sacks? Yeah, it was this cartoon show on like Nickelodeon, I think, for a little while. I don't know. It's just this technique where you like, you're like, okay, the character's going to have a texture on their shirt, but the texture's not going to move. It's going to be like a static texture, and then their shirt's just going to like be like Travel a window. Across. It's yes. going to be like a window into the texture. It's amazing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. It, well, it's, <laughs> it's kind of distracting. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Does Jalinda have that? In our in our cartoon, yeah. no, her texture stays still. Okay. Yeah. You hear that, guys? Keep keep your texture to stay still. Okay. Think if you're of going something out else. Today. If you're trying to be creative <laughs> with the animation, you need to think of it. You need to think about the images, not just the words, but just don't do the texture. Don't do the texture staying still. Yeah, stay still. Simeon Simeon Simeon, who's exercising right now, says. Mixed media animation oh. used to be avant-garde, but it's really a YouTube joke. Now. No! But Felipe thinks it's avant-garde because he doesn't fucking know. Oh. No. Dude, Felipe was talking. He was Damn. looking at the chat, Damn. and Simeon just came up behind him with a gun and put yeah. a bullet in his head. Yeah, we need a new animation expert on the podcast. He was giving us old. I news. should have. You know what I should have done is I should have made that you opinion made my that own. <laughs> you say it without saying. Yeah. I don't even look at the chat. <laughs> ah, fuck. Go back. Um, Go back. That We're might be it. that might be, but on TV, I don't know if I see it that much. Simeon, uh, what do you say? What say you to this? An animated TV show of that quality? We're not talking Adult Swim, you know, like because you have like the Adult Swim shows that are like a little janky looking, like uh, I don't know, Squidbillies or something. Squidbillies. But this one is like a high <laughs> quality side. looking one, and it has collage. You know, you wouldn't see that on Rick and Morty. No, no fucking way. No. no fucking way. So what do you think about that, Simeon? What do you think about that? Right. And while while Simeon has time to compose his answer, we're going to talk. He about won't. He won't be able to because once yeah. I once he hears me say uh, that, he's uh, gonna, uh, um, yeah. he had one. He had one. Yeah, smart thing to kind of try to snipe you with, yeah. and, and you deflected it. I deflected it expertly. You said, yeah. "What about TV?" Just wait for the enchanted forest. It's a treat. Oh, it's a segment Delta Zero. Well, sorry if that took too long. Oh, I'm talking about Simeon. Yeah. Not collage. Why don't you Not collage. Voice? Not collage. It's true. But the video composite explosions are plenty on YouTube. We're talking about television, though, not YouTube. Yes, it happens on YouTube, but for them to <laughs> let, let it into television. And you know, and I'll say this. Innovation, nothing is new. Nothing is ever new. <clears throat> There's one primordial idea. Well, that's... And that's to express, right? Yeah, express your <laughs> inner... Yes, emotions. Yeah. I was just going to say nothing is new. It's all about putting things in a different context. So it's new because it's on TV. Don't you think YouTube... YouTube's kind of like television now, though. They have YouTube TV, which is part of uh, the YouTube app. Ah, yeah. fuck, you're right. In, there's... Yeah, they're they're in they're linked together. It would be cool if TV was ahead of YouTube, and then YouTube was just trying to replicate what they saw on TV. I feel like that's what it was originally. It was you know, when you start right. YouTube, it's like people being like, "I want to make something that looks like a TV show." Yeah, uh, Simeon says TV, TV doesn't, doesn't really, really exist, exist anymore. anymore. I think that's, that's I think right. that's more what I'm trying to get at. Is oh. it's like. Is like, what are TV you? equals YouTube? Wow, Simeon's wow. Wow. No, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, no. Yes, TV it's like TV doesn't YouTube. exist anymore, That's and like theory. things that happen on the internet are 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 television right now, and they're. I think 
I think it's for you to be like, oh, but you have you haven't seen you see this thing all over the internet, but you haven't seen it on TV yet. What is, the hell are you talking is about? It's old like, man? well, it's all yeah. they're all interlinked together, and like kind of. But the difference the difference between okay, Michael Cusack, he's like Michael Cusack. He made he's in the YouTube scene. The difference between what Michael Cusack did and Smiling Friends is that Michael Cusack was working by himself or maybe with some collaborator on Smiling Friends. This is Adult Swim giving them a budget. Um, putting them on HBO Max or wherever they are, Hulu. Like there's there's like a kind of institutional difference. Mm-hmm. And there's executives who are like filtering what's coming mm-hmm. in and out. Um, there's like certain... There's more of, eyes on it. There's more eyes on it. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, but... Sometimes but, less. But I think that's... And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe this is a distinction that doesn't matter, but... Yeah. Well, I think you won that Sam. Let's bump mics. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You're saying the mixed media is significant because the committee that creative decisions have to go through. <laughs> oh, wow. He's yeah, he's making Jim. my... He's burying you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the last shovel full of dirt Felipe's underground. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, I see what you're saying. You know, like, okay, the impressionist... If, if Felipe's squirming in his seat. I'm not squirming. <laughs> I'm, just getting more, I'm just getting comfortable to deliver the final blow, yeah. to deliver my ultimate uh, uh, attack. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, um, like, the impressionists, they were putting these paintings that looked like a little bit, you know, a little looser in the salon or whatever. In the salon. But if you were in, like, a painting class at the academy, you would have seen paintings that were that loose all the time because that, those were, like, warm-up paintings. But they were like, no, we can put the warm-up paintings up. In the gallery. And so... Put them up. Sure, the warm-up paintings weren't like a formal innovation in the sense that they already existed. But putting them in the new context makes them different. That's the revolution. It's is to true. be like, you it's can put true. this in that context. And there is still an industry apparatus where th- when things get done within its confines, it changes the way that things are done. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah, spreads from there. I'm not trying to roast anyone. We we, <laughs> we talk. We we've been friends for a bit now, and we talk all the time about stuff we like and don't like. But then we thought, what if we say these things, but we record ourselves mm. saying them yes, and put them online? As much as people think mm-hmm. that Raisin Man is this like revolutionary <laughs> non <non-revolutionary laughs> <laughs> <laughs> audio yeah. piece, it's actually just something, yeah extremely quotidian that we had going from that a whole committee of executives has agreed to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's what's so important about it yeah <laughs> all right welcome to raisin man arena we're talking about eric adams first hundred days in office man that guy is kooky yeah that guy is a kook mm-hmm. he's kooky i'm stressed about i just can't the already the headlines i'm not even sure if this is all real news i get all my news now from just like uh, Instagram screenshots. <laughs> but the people are telling me that Eric Adams has made his brother the deputy commissioner of the police. Did you see this news? Okay, I did not. They, he made his brother deputy commissioner of the police, which is of the NYPD, which is like basically the, a tiny military yes. in New York City. Um, and that it's a position that pays $242,000 a year. And that his brother's last job, this is what they're saying on Instagram, was being the assistant director of parking for a college. So, like, Whoa. it's just pure, like... Nepotism. Nepotism, cronyism, on. corruption. Yeah. Uh, and then it doesn't make any sense. And it's the fucking police, you know. And uh, liberals have a problem with the police. And people on the left have a problem with the police. Maybe liberals don't even. And so for him to do this with the police is like... Hold on. Silver lining. He might... Because you'd think... 
Because what if he had gotten like Duke Someone. Nukem? Duke yeah, Nukem, Duke right? Nukem. He's like, we're yeah. going to give him all the grenade launcher. That's true. You got Mr. America. Yeah, yeah, but now you got this guy who's like, oh, let's make the police. Let's um, make him like, run him like a parking lot. Yeah, it's yeah. more parking spaces yeah. or something like that. <laughs> everyone, he trains everyone to like parallel park better and then yes. all the money goes to that. So that it's true. Actually end up that's being true. Bad. Could be fine. That one could be fine if that's even true. And I, yeah. And then the other one that people are going off about is that uh, on Eric Adams's housing transition, Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City for our listeners outside of New York. Um, on his like transitional committee as he's coming into office for the housing subsection is the person who owns the building in yes. the Bronx that just burned wow. down. Wow. Yes. There, I think, 12 people died. Yeah. 17. 17. 17. 17. Extremely, extremely disturbing. And that, and Eric Adams just gave like a speech yesterday about the fire. And in it, he basically said, um, the problem was the people who had the fire in their apartment didn't close the door behind them on their way out of the building. If they had closed the door, the fire wouldn't have spread that well, much. Well, the issue is that they had a heater, right? Right, they had like a space a, heater on. a space heater because there was no heating in the building. Because the building was not sufficiently heated. There have been hundreds of complaints against this building owner. So someone was, they were using a space heater. And then when they were leaving, if they had closed the door to their apartment, the fire wouldn't have spread. And Eric Adams was just being like, that's what the problem is. People right. just need to know. Get it in your heads. If there's a fire in your apartment, shut your door. Um, wow. Which is an insane, an insane thing to say. That's insane. And so hearing that yesterday, I was just like, oh my God, how long is the mayoral term? Because I just can't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's going to be the next mayor after that. But the idea of hearing like that kind of news item and that kind of speech for the next couple of years is like, Jesus christ like, yeah that sucks that's yeah. crazy and, so. talk, and talk about a clear clear uh responsibility right because it could have been an accident it could have been an electrical fire i mean it probably would have been f bad too but then if you can be like no literally the reason why was because of some neglect yeah landlord yeah the landlord was neglecting the totally. building totally and it's not even like some kind of um leftist radical take like the complaints exist the landlord was like in violation right. of the rules like it would not be that hard yeah. for an elected official keeper of the laws to say this you you don't even need right. liberals to come in and be like well complaints sometimes complaints don't have to be answered yes That's, it's like even the most legalistic yes the most, conservative interpretation yeah. of reality would require someone from the heritage that. foundation mm -hmm. yes i can it. see that yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sucks. Dick Cheney himself. Taylor Steele <laughs> says, and his ideas on low-skilled workers. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Which is what? I don't know if I've heard this. Yeah, one. the speech where he was like, what he was like, we need to keep, we need to keep the, you know, the restaurants open. We need to keep people working because those low-skilled workers, you know, the people who make the food or whatever, they don't have the college degree to like sit in a corner office. Obviously, the joke is like anybody could sit in a fucking corner Absolutely. office. It's actually yeah. harder to do like manual labor and shit yeah. like that. Oh my god! But you know, it's like if you're a politician, you know he's he's kind of got the he's kind of got a version of the Trump playbook. Like if you're kooky as hell, no one can get you. No, one, nothing sticks to you. Just, just be just kooky as hell. Kooky. Yeah. yeah, just be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's true, and then you don't have to lose any sleep over keeping up with the details and reading the daily reports. You're like, I'm just right. gonna shoot from the hip again tomorrow. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep on reacting. Put something in front of me, I'll react. You don't have to be yeah. like in the West Wing. How do we? How do we handle the the fallout? Yeah. How do right. We, like, Prepare PR my talking points. Thing? Prepare yeah. the talking points. No, it's just it's like, like no. Put me in front of the camera. I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i gotta get with my comedy i'm always like oh i need my, my little note cards and i gotta get ready i have to rehearse for three hours yeah. no get on the stage and just, just be kooky um, be kooky it's, yeah it's that simple Sarah, the Eric Adams of <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine yeah that's too bad okay that's too bad yeah so that's a huge bummer but i don't even know is he's gonna be mayor for forever <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah that's how mayoral terms no! in new york work <laughs> 
I, I think it's, is it two or four year terms? Two? Four. I feel like it's got to be more than two because that no. just seems like the campaign was four. so huge. No. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was two years, you're just getting started. Four is when you can really execute your vision. Yeah. yeah. Remind me of, um, maybe you won't remember if I don't. Who was the leftist candidate? My roommate worked on her campaign and uh, her staff tried to unionize. Yes, and they got fucked up. And they got. What um, was her name? I can't think of what it was. Remember. I can't think of what it was. But so, not, so people outside of New York City, there was a big scandal sort of in the, the run up to the mayoral election where um, the furthest left candidate, uh, her staff had all these complaints against um She had like a best friend who didn't really have political experience, who was in a really high position on the campaign. And there was a couple people who like people really didn't like working with because of, I don't know, some sorts of power abuses or even like harassment. And so they had like been complaining, complaining to um, the candidate and she wasn't really doing anything about it. And then it got to the point where the conflicts like they decided to unionize the staff. And there was like maybe two weeks left in the like uh, in the race so it was kind of crazy because suddenly that was going to occupy all of their time was like right. negotiating this union when they needed to like finish the race and she was doing pretty well though people were like well, i don't really know um and so it ended up just like totally tanking her campaign the way that she responded to the the union request was like very fucked up and people were like oh she's not a real leftist candidate but i still wondered i wondered then and i wonder now like would it be better to have a fake leftist mayor than this guy <laughs> than this guy yeah well you know i am not convinced that she would have won anyways no no totally even probably if not. she had probably won not. that uh, probably not i think eric adams won easily mm-hmm. <laughs> so. he was yes he yeah. won handily yeah but i just wonder that i mean that's the cool thing about i guess leftist candidates is that the people in my opinion really are like stringent about the elected officials they don't do a lot of like oh well this is good for now that's our best option let's just it's like no they have to be rigorous they have to be ideologically in line and then that also makes them sort of unviable and why it's like a dysfunctional yeah splintering subsection of the political spectrum but it's cool yeah it's cool and fun yeah <laughs> it's, it's it, all cool and it fun and it's rocks. all the name of fun yeah so, you know i don't lose any sleep no will, you're right well what's the name of the what's, candidate what's the name of the candidate who didn't let her staff unionize right before Diane Morales coming in with the name at the top. It's at the, the top name. of his frontal lobe. That's he right. didn't even need to go in. Yeah. He didn't even need to go into long recall memory. Yeah. It was just. It, it was right, like he was dude. saying it under his He's breath. Thinking about it this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. reflexes. Okay, so we've covered that topic. Yeah. Now we'll speak about um, the loss of comedy icon legend Bob Saget, Saget. father, oh all God. the father that we wish that we had. America's dad. America's right? dad. That's right. Yeah, he died. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. What did he make that I would <laughs> recognize? Full House. America's Funniest Home Videos. Stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Extremely blue stand-up comedy. Yes. You wouldn't expect it because he was Danny Tanner, but in his own yes. stand-up, very nasty. Oh, he was in The Aristocrats. Famously, he did one of The Aristocrats jokes. Hmm. You know, remember that documentary? Yep. With they that dumbass joke. It, yeah, it's funny to think of like whatever his agent, his manager getting him that full house role, given the kind of shit that he was doing. I'm trying to imagine what that would be like for us. It would be like if they cast um this person's not like profane, but like if Carmen Christopher was to become like the dad on America's dad. On yeah, to be America's dad, we'd be like, Wait, really? And he'd be like, Well, you know, it's money, it's a job, he's gonna do it, he'll go back to doing his comedy and then it's like, No, that's him. I'm trying to think if Steve Gerard. Steve Gerard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, 
I was reading about the roast of Bob Saget. Like, uh-huh. and we have a sort of a conflict over this. People famously love Norm Macdonald's roast of Bob Saget. Yes. Which is, uh, he didn't, he rejected the premise of it. He hates doing roasts, apparently. He didn't like roast style jokes. And uh, he did 1940s joke book jokes uh, about, like, I think if I can think of one. They were like puns. Yeah. Um, Bob Saget's a guy who always has something on his mind when he's wearing a hat. Or like things like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't like it pretty it at well. All. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think it's funny. I just like watch it, and I it doesn't make me laugh. Really, even though you know it's high level funny. Maybe if I was watching it that night on Comedy Central, <laughs> and I had been expecting Norm, like, oh my god, Norm's coming up. This guy's kind of <laughs> fucking. This guy's gonna go. Why don't the fuck you think up? it's funny? Uh, it's just like those jokes aren't funny. There's no truth. There's no truth. They're not interesting. Sarah's a truth head. I think that's right, and I just think that the jokes. So you like roast as a concept? You would like funny. him to be like get him. He doesn't. His dick doesn't get hard, and he yeah. dates a and he dates a woman who's twenty two years old. Yeah, that guy, um, what's his name, Geraldo? Oh, Greg Geraldo. Greg Geraldo uh, did this joke at the roast that was like, um, you called yourself an artist earlier, Bob. You're a, a vortex of comedic compromise. Um, like he went went off on him for like not being a real artist and yeah, for but, just like but, but, selling out. And I find that kind of thing funny. I'm like, he is that. He is that. But there's so but there's plenty of that. You need you need the sweet. Sure. You need the sour. You need the salty to taste the sweet. So you needed one person to go against. I guess so. But to me, like, uh, so I hear the concept of Norm Macdonald doing that, and I'm like, oh, haha, that's funny. That's as funny as it gets for me. Actually, watching yeah, him the do concept, the jokes right, right. doesn't make it any funnier. Like hearing each one because the jokes in themselves are not funny. So, uh, and conceptual things, I'm a little like, Meh. well, but you also don't like Norm Macdonald. You don't like that thing he does where he tells a corny joke and then he sort of I don't smiles. Like I don't like it. See, but I think I like him as a man. I like him as a man. But I don't really. Yeah, interesting. But I, I like his bitterness. <laughs> yes, but he's we ride for the bitter people out here. Honorary's <laughs> 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 banner, you know. Um, but I find that really funny. The like, you know, and I saw it when I was a kid because the Bruce Lipsky was on when I don't remember. It was it's like on years ago. I mean, I was either in high not I guess kid is high school or middle school or something. But I remember not fully getting it at the time. Hmm what am i getting at is that now i think it's funny and it is funny to watch him because i don't know there's something funny about seeing someone like get away with a dumb joke i'll try it again felipe thinks that norm mcdonald is magical what he does is magical uh i do think think it's it's magical magical. yeah and you should see bob saget i remember seeing his stand-up also when i was in high school and it's kind of crazy he's sort of like free so it sounds like he's free associating like he's talking really quickly and everything that comes into his mind is something filthy and he's saying different shit um that sounds like it might not be my thing. Yeah. You should just watch it. You should All watch right, it. I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. it. I, Full House was huge for me and my sister growing up. I watch. I've probably seen every episode. I, I do think it was one of the ways that we like learned to speak English. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You said, you got it, dude. Yeah, exactly. That was your first phrase <laughs> in you English. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. Makes wow. Cut it I out. I love Bob yeah. Full house is <laughs> fire. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. The show is so good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, we loved that Yeah, shit. and Full House is a good model for what, what we're going to be doing one day. You know, whoever's the most successful will own the house, 
and then who's ever single is down in the basement and then whoever just has their partner will be up in the attic oh right? i see in our big house. i thought you were saying that one of us would get like a cushy job and then hire That's the other two as oh, the siblings no. i'm saying one of us will get a cushy job and then the other two will live in their house mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'll be me me in the basement yep sam's down in the basement <laughs> I will have found someone and I'll be happy to live with them in the attic. And Felipe, you can have all your kids in the main. Because mm-hmm. Felipe's one you of think the most I'm gonna be successful one? Yeah. I yeah, am. you're going to be successful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you'll be successful. I don't know about that. You're right. You just successful. need to compromise a little more. Yeah, just compromise, brother. Uh, you're right. Uh, fuck, I was going to say something that... Uh, Bob Saget about Norm McDonald. Do you guys want to talk about We Live in Public? I was prepared to ask you some questions about no, that. No, we got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes. All right, we're talking about it next week. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about Robert Durst because I honestly don't even know who that is. So Yeah, and it doesn't. he's not And it's, it's of no interest to us. Just some old fuck. Just some old motherfucker who died. And and everyone's gleeful about I you know it's why would you be gleeful over a man's death, poor man. All it's right, we'll leave that. Robert Durst. We'll leave that there. <laughs> um, Laura says TikTok teens canceled safety last year for pedophile jokes about the Olsen twins. They took oh Saget. Oh, they Saget. took seriously. They canceled safety. Oh, they canceled Saget. Um, yeah, TikTok teens should not be canceling safety. Safety, safety, is keep safety there. Yes. yes, and maybe sometimes safety is annoying or gets yeah. in your way or something. But, but. It, in the end, they'll see that it actually is quite helpful. Yeah. Um, no, that's funny. I was reading last night that Bob Saget hated when people made like dirty jokes about the Olsen twins. Really? Because he was like, "Those are my TV kids." But now I'm hearing this, and I'm like, "He was making the jokes." So I, I remember know. him making a joke about having sex with uh, Kimmy. What was her name? She was oh yeah Kimmy the neighbor Kimmy the neighbor he had a joke about having sex with her that's wild yeah <laughs> in his I'll set I'll go for Kimmy because she's she's weak because she's like a little outer character so you can just yeah so and, and she's not beloved like the Olsen yeah. twins are so oh, see, I have another. his jokes would revolve around having sex with characters <laughs> in the show he's in <laughs> that's right that's uh, right you used to be wow. allowed to do that kind of thing and wow. everyone got a good laugh. Yeah. So anyway, we're bringing back the Razor Man live show, and we're going to be doing lineups of all bitter comedians. Yes, we're <laughs> going to find the bitterest, angriest comedians in New York City <laughs> or from around the country if they're visiting. Um, we'll have them on the show, so that's going to be really special. Yeah, Look just people who are like unhappy to be there. Who yes. Don't like what. Don't like who's in the audience. Yes. Who get no joy? They crush. They get no joy. Yeah. Out of that. It only adds to their exasperation. <laughs> they feel nothing. Yes. Laughter just. Yeah. It only right makes them the angrier. Makes them angrier. Well, yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm so funny why am i not more successful or yeah yeah, it's like fuck you for laughing fuck you stop laughing stop laughing (laughs) so that's gonna be a really great show yeah but we don't know yet when or where no 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 location (laughs) it could have been next week but we changed our minds well we changed our minds it was (laughs) imagine if next week next week you were about to go to a raisin man show and it could have happened. Imagine that world where next week you're going to a Raisin Man live show. It's not happening now. That's that's right. Because of, we'll say it's because of Omicron. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, can we not <laughs> talk about the details? Is, is that? Uh, I don't see why we would. Wait, what what, what details are there to talk the about? the venue and stuff. And what would be so interesting about it? <laughs> I mean, I guess oh, everything. Uh, not interesting, interesting, I just Sam. had a funny thing to uh, to imagine about the venue we were choosing but ah uh, just say it just say it and we'll cut edit just it out okay. say well it. <laughs> here it is guys now we let sam say whatever he wants can we you imagine if we had c- done it at rash but we'd asked jake to do 
the fog machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see anything. Wait, that would be awesome. That would have been kind of cool, don't Wh- you think? William and Caroline both went to Rash. William and, and Caroline. And okay, Caroline guys. was like, the fog was so cool, you couldn't see uh, where you were, the, the room, like you couldn't tell you where the room ended. Completely disoriented. And then yeah. William said, there were two DJs and they were both playing the same <laughs> song. <laughs> and then Caroline said, no, there was one DJ. And he was like, no, no, there was one in one corner, one in the other. And he was like, no, William, you were spinning around and you were so disoriented wow, that you thought you had done a 180 when you really that done a 360 so awesome. and then sam was like what do you think is more likely that there was one dj <laughs> playing one song or that there were two djs and that they were both playing the same <laughs> song <laughs> <laughs> and what difference would it make if two djs were playing the same <laughs> song if it's coming out of the same sound equipment <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting. The two DJs looked exactly the same. Twins. Opposite <laughs> <laughs> like sides of the room. They were hit, they were touching the records the exact same way. <laughs> I can't make the little noises, yeah. beatboxing noises. Um, that's wild. Yeah, that really made me hype on Rash. Okay, so Rat. We'll do a little promo for the, the final eight minutes here. Uh, Rash is a bar in Bushwick next to Birdies. They don't need our promo. They, they don't, don't even need our, need our promo. Our promo. Yeah. We would be lucky they promote us. They're yeah. clouded, and you got to go to Rash. They're clouded, and we're busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're soy. We're soy cucked in Reddit. Yeah. Oh, Fleabay, I'm just, I am bummed that, you know, you would made a little poster. And they, they, they I mean, the poster oh, it, the doesn't they go anywhere. No, but the they would have posted it on their Instagram. Oh, fuck. Mm. Should we just do it there? Of course. Of <laughs> course. Just do it there. <laughs> Fuck. Duh. No, we're going to do it at the footlight. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> what, yeah, what's what's like an insane place for us to do it? Uh, we're going to do it at the Knockdown Center. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind Ooh, that'd wait. Be, that's an idea. Fire, that's right, kind of fire. fire right. Talk to Evan. Can we do yeah. it? Absolutely, <laughs> 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 be able to do that. Absolutely not. Yeah, do it in that elsewhere cavernous basement. Yeah, we're gonna do it in the knockdown center. <laughs> I wish the glove was still around. That would be the perfect space. I, I, dude, I Fuck fucking my wish. Ass. I fucking wish. The Everyone goes up to the balcony. Uh, yes, the during our wait, the glove would have. Oh. That's the space that's we the fucking, fucking needed. Of course, of course, that's a fucking spot. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. And all the spaces are trash now. I know. I know. Every space in Brooklyn is trash. And I and you can quote me. That's right. Just just some just Mickey Mouse bars, selling you these nasty ass drinks. That it's musty ass back rooms. No regulars. No regulars. It's tourists at every spot in Brooklyn. Yes. The spots blown up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone is. We've been a com- We've been comedians for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> Barely, barely done stand. We've done stand up maybe I fifteen count, times between the. I can hours. count the number of open mics I've been to on one hand. I'm like every space is fucking trash. Uh, we have That's maybe a- performed, <laughs> collected awesome. one hundred times between us three. Uh, What's up, Chip Insider? Finally it's figured our, out how to get in here. Prime tier, whatever number one tier. This is our number one listener. Finally figured out how to get in here. Hey, RM from downtown BK. Hey, how's the weather in downtown in downtown Brooklyn? And downtown Brooklyn is where they get the weather first. That's where they get the weather first. Mm-hmm. It's funny that downtown Brooklyn exists. People who don't live in New York think Manhattan is the downtown. Nope, Brooklyn's got its own downtown. <laughs> yeah. It's got its own little city center. And it's awesome. And, and it's, it's awesome. beautiful <laughs> high rises. Some of the We're there all the time. Some of the most jam packed urbanism you've ever seen. That's yeah. right. 
a nice Chipotle. They got a wings over Brooklyn there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a little Salvation Army. That's yep. where we go to Salvation Army sometimes. Yep, a yeah. Modell Sporting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'll fi- we'll figure out the space um, soon. If you guys, if you're the owner of a space and you're like, I love this show. How could I co- synergize my the people who come to drink at my bar? The stupid fluoride stared idiots who drink at my bar <laughs> and the cool fans of this podcast Four how could i stare. synergize these two audiences and that's what you're thinking then hit us up what's the next club what is the next club i mean we're looking at a space owner right now i mean I fucking it's not your space located, your cool. space yeah. beautiful Thanks. <laughs> Your space. Yeah, I know. I really wonder how they found the space for the glove. Like, it's in such a random spot. It's like the third floor of what seems like an otherwise empty building. Like, what is the, that place? And on the first floor, there was it was also a party space, but they had like kids parties there. Yeah, one time I almost <laughs> went into like <laughs> some birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a mm. birthday party space. Yeah, I remember. So I remember weird. going and like. I was like near the building and there was like music coming from one and I was like, okay, this is it. Huh, interesting. It's all 14-year-old black teenagers. <laughs> I was like, I think this is the show I'm coming to. Yeah. <laughs> People who haven't been to the globe before. So it was a place in Bushwick, right centrally located in the middle of everything. And you would like ring a doorbell on just like a totally nondescript building on like a block of apartments. Um, and then they would let you in and it was a long staircase that you had to go up. At the top of the staircase, there was just like a person sitting at a little desk who would make you pay. $15 or some crazy shit like that and then um, you would go in and there was this beautiful there was like a dark shadowy room and uh, another room that you walked into and it was just awesome like this big performance room um, with a stage in it and then behind that was a secret bar where like they didn't have a liquor license but they sold they had everything picklebacks shots and they like, had every kind of booze shit. you want everything oh my God. they have it you're allowed to smoke inside if you're a, if you're an alcohol lover that was <laughs> the place the for you that's Peach a fucking daiquiris, spot and mojitos, then mimosas. there's a staircase <laughs> you go up the staircase and you're on a covered roof where you can also smoke cigs oh and where people God. hang out when the sets are bad cigarettes marlboros virginia <laughs> slims <laughs> camel <Newports>. blues <laughs> american spirits it was awesome. It was awesome. It really was yeah. fire. Yeah, I'll say this. Maybe I've said it on the podcast before. I don't think so. Um, when we were deciding where Life World space would be, uh, me and Alex like read this chapter of David Byrne's book that was about, I think the chapter is called like How to Make a Scene. How Music Works? No. Is the book called How Music Works? Yeah. Oh, then I guess, I, I don't know the name of the book. He, Alex sent me a PDF of this oh, chapter I of see. the book. Um, David Byrne's book, How Music no, Works. No context, David Byrne, <laughs> yeah, is what he exactly. sent you. <laughs> um, the chapter is called How to Make a Scene, and it's a bunch of rules of like how what makes a scene possible. And Whoa. the first rule is um, it has to exist somewhere where artists can afford to live easily without working that much. What? Yes. No. So I read that first what rule, and I was hell? like, all right, we're cooked then. It's done. No <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> we're done. No scene, no space. Like, what, where the fuck can we possibly Damn. like? Damn. Yeah. We Were have there our, other ones that stuck out to you? I'm trying to remember uh, what the other ones were. Um, it needed to be a place where artists could hang out, uh, like for free. He was like one of the keys, like to like CBGB was if you were a band that played there but you weren't playing that night, you'd be allowed to come in, no cover, and hang out. So that way, like artists are incentivized to come because they know other artists are going to be there and they're watching each other's shit um, and building a community that way. And the people that are paying are just like the non-artist people. But then I even think that rule is kind of hard because when I think about like a comedy show, 
is 50%, 75% of the audiences. Comedians. 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 Like, <laughs> who's paying? Like, and they're like, you haven't put something out in a while. Are you still a comedian? <laughs> you have to do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about making it? Uh, have you thought of, like, what would be the next step for for Life World or how to make it like CBGBs? How to make it like CBGBs? It's a good question. Something crazy that I learned from reading this one chapter of the book was that... um before like the David Byrne Talking Heads era, Patti Smith era, uh, CBGB era, like if you were playing live music at a venue, you were playing covers and that people were like only wanted to hear live music. That was like stuff that they'd been hearing on the radio um, or that was already released work. Really? Like, people didn't go and play random songs that they had just written. And that was also like a <sighs> important part of it was that people had to be allowed to like do their experimental shit and not have to worry about doing whatever the the audience expects or wants yeah that's crazy that they Which didn't like, hear regular what? ass songs what, when was that the 80s like <laughs> i know it seems yeah. really late for such a but uh, yeah maybe it was specific to like bars where people play covers they expected to hear right popular music yeah so that's an interesting and well luckily you allow comedians to do their oh, sets and not do stolen do jokes bad stuff bad yeah. shit yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's absolutely allowed it's funny sometimes getting a pitch for a show and being like oh this probably won't be good but yeah it seems perfect <laughs> let's do it yeah <laughs> let's fucking do it um i do i do some yeah I, w- I guess do you think do you ever wish that it was more central so that people could kind of like drop in and stuff of course it's convenient I mean, the nice thing about it being kind of remote is that I don't know. It's kind of low stress. It's just like totally empty over there. The only other people on our block are like these awesome people that work at the the garage next door who are like hanging out, playing dominoes, drinking, and like they're doing their own thing, having fun. They're listening to music. So it's kind of like a cool remote atmosphere uh, where like, I don't know, you don't worry about like high visibility or I don't know. There's just no one down there. It feels very like of its own world. So I think that's kind of cool, but it would be awesome if it was centrally located. We didn't do that on purpose. It's just the only place that's affordable to get like actual space. Would you like to have a space in Bushwick? No, probably not. <laughs> I'd like to have a place in bed But then I even thought like, oh, more centrally located places. I feel like we're in a industrial zone. Yeah. So I don't feel like the, uh, what do you call it? Gentrification aspect is, is like, um, acute. Oh, you! F- I, I, with regards to you being a gentrifier. Me being a gentrifier and taking a space that was formerly something that had existed in the community for 30 years that got sure. priced out by white people. And now I've replaced that business you with... You moved to a church in Bed-Stuy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, that feels kind of fucked to me. So instead, we're in what used to be a pen factory in an industrial neighborhood in the already... Pens like, were being made at Life pens World. Pens were being made at Life World. Uh, and, like, a lot of Gowanus already is gentrified, so it's like we're in the dead carcass anyway and we're just feasting on the what's meat is left on the bones we're just like maggots i can't really imagine a space that you could get in bedstein knowing what the neighborhood kind of looks like i'm like what sort of it's very residential it is kind of residential Uh, but but bushwick i feel like has that kind of it's got that industrial yeah a little more i don't know No, it does i think think it does there's more industrially zoned parts yeah but you wouldn't want that would i want to be in bushwick Dude, I guess so. I guess so. Dude, don't press this, okay? <laughs> rocking the boat. I move Life World to Bushwick so that we can do the Raisin Man live show there. Um, no, I guess I would. I don't really like going to Bushwick 
uh, I don't like biking in Bushwick, but this is not an interesting. Oh, because of subject. the because of Broadway. Because of Broadway, I, know, I don't like the way scary. the streets are like not. They're not as so gritted. hard to navigate. They're hard to navigate. Oh they're all God. angular to each other, and you're like, but I that, just don't know it. That's yeah. what gives it gives it its edge. I guess that's what gives it its edge. It's hard to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't know what's next to do for Life World. We're kind of closed right now because of Omicron. Um, when are you gonna open back up? After the peak? In like a week. Yeah. That's good. Pretty exciting. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll Did see. Did you guys decide are you do you think that anything could happen between this to today and next week that um would make us not? Yeah. I guess if someone does a really scoldy viral Twitter yes. post, <laughs> that really changes things. Someone comes up with like a new analogy that's really powerful about like what it would be like to do a live yes. event during the Omicron surge and how like toxic that is, then we would not. It's funny though. We do just really like, maybe we read a couple of articles, everyone who like organizes the space and then we get on a Zoom and we mostly just are like, so what's everybody's like vibe on this? And it's then we just feeling, feel would out. You say, would you say that what stresses you out more is um, the possibility of like contributing to rising cases or what stresses you out more is the possibility of be looking bad and getting scolded or is that not something we don't have to answer that if that sounds bad uh, I definitely worry about the appearance because it's like if we're a DIY venue that we're trying to like run in a kind of an ethical community oriented way it's a kind of a violation of our values to be like oh yeah we don't care about public safety we don't care about uh, differently abled people sure, not so, being able to come to the space. But even like, even that is kind of uh, ethics oriented as opposed to image oriented, right? Because right, like right, you're right, like right, right. The, our image is the ethics as opposed to just being like <laughs> um, I don't fuck, care, wait, but someone's going to be just mad at an us. An image of ethics. I thought ethics was just an image. Fleet base trying to get you. <laughs> Fleet base trying to get you to expose your I, Achilles oh, heel yeah. right now yeah, on really, a podcast. He's really working on me. And the podcast is over. Podcast ended five minutes ago. No, no, no. Because we started ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, I do care about the appearance of it. I think appearances matter, um, and that people are very intense in our subculture about like the way things seem, especially in the social media age. Everything's about how things seem. So if it seems bad that's bad <laughs> yeah um alex says i like tuning in last minute for the gotcha talk chicago yeah. di so someone on the chip insider knowledge says chicago diy music scene is fire because shy is still somewhat affordable i bet i'll say this last thing about the life world omicron thing i'll say something about that which is that the thing that's most stressful for me that i want to not have happen is that anytime somebody comes to life a show at life world and then tells us the next day oh i found out i have covid we have to send out an email everybody yes. who came oh i know this and then everyone gets this email that's like you've been exposed to covid i hate sending the email you've been exposed and then sometimes no one says anything or sometimes people email back and say thank you so much for letting us know that's so sweet and i'm like well you know we do it for you um but i have a filter on those they go right to my <laughs> spam yeah. folder if it says you've been exposed <laughs> trash but sometimes i get back these stressed out emails literally saying like do you know what variant it was? Can you tell me what variant? How are you going to know what variant <laughs> there was? Yeah, I, had them, I sent them to a lab. I took them, <laughs> should have been the Life World van. We threw them in the back. Of the lab, core lab. <laughs> we ran tests on them. Bro, it was no, Delta. One, no one knows what variant they have. <laughs> no one knows what variant they have. So people ask these like stressful questions and or people want to know who it was so they can figure out whether or not. What to be mad they, at. Yeah, who to get mad at. To, uh, whether exile. or not they talk to that person. Um, and then we have a thing where like we don't say who the person was because we're not. I didn't take a Hippocratic oath, so I do think I'm allowed to say. But this is people's medical information, so we don't share that. It's true. Yeah, it's. 
you know, I'll come out with I'll come out with a spicy take. Sometimes I think it's like almost better not to know you've been exposed because it like of course fucks up your whole life. Suddenly you get that email and your responsibility now is to freak out and be crazy. Tell all your <laughs> friends, cancel all your plans, yeah. Shut down your house like you live in a bunker and maybe like you don't have it. Probably you don't have it. You probably don't yeah. have it. And if you did, if you're vaxxed, then you'll be fine. Yeah, it's stressful. It's very stressful. I mean, I do think it's like, what are you going to, you have to tell people. But then on the other hand, I think like, I almost, sometimes I'm like, I just would rather not knowing. Like, I just, I remember every time we've been told, like, we've been exposed, it just makes me so anxious. And I have never really gotten, but it should be said that there's. It's a, uh, we can return to that. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's like, every time I've been told, it's like ruined it my life, but I've never gotten it after from being told. that, yes, from the, someone letting me know. The only yeah. time I got COVID, no one let me know anything. <laughs> and I just found out I had it. <laughs> and it was fine. That's it was right. better that way. I didn't have to like be a, be scared in the days That's before. Right. But every time I've been told, it's like totally upset the friend group. Everyone's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to totally change our plans? Like 15,000 totally meetings. Upsets it. You're just scared for a week. And then it's, yeah. and I've never gotten it from that. Yeah. I had to ban Sam from my Halloween show. having <laughs> 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 a oh. Uh, Uh, a wound that took many months to sew back up (laughs) that was brutal that was brutal oh my god you should have seen me while we're sweating and i made him Uh, sweat yeah yeah sam did not make it easy for us Uh, we were standing in our little pumpkin kingdom just sweating having a terrible day uh, making that decision in halloween town in halloween town um yes this about okay so chip insider knowledge has the chicago diy music scene is fire because chai is still somewhat affordable and then chip did this which we always have to do on raisin man because people will get your ass they said um but it should be said that there is a housing crisis in every major city in the u.s so there's that too that's true and so I, now and now no one can come for chip insider knowledge they've fully they've fully disclosed all their weak points armors up yeah, yeah. <laughs> try and get them they already acknowledged yeah. it yeah they're like yeah. uh they're like eminem at the end of eight mile where he's like i am a fucking i am white i am a fucking bum I do live in a trailer with my mom. He's like, you can't get me because I've already acknowledged all the ways in which I could be wrong. Done. Yep. So, but you were about to say something. Oh, I was going to sort of get into a whole other thing that I don't even fucking know anything about, which is just that uh, I lived in Philly before I moved to New York and the DIY music scene there is like so alive and available um and everywhere and every basement everyone's basement is a venue yes for having music shows in it's the most amazing thing and then when i moved to new york it's like i didn't even consider the possibility that there would be a diy scene here for music because i'm like who what but everyone moves here to like be famous and all the bands come here from like other places and no one has a basement for anyone to perform in like what would the diy music scene be here and i have like i'm not out seeking it out so it's possible that i just like have no awareness of it but I don't, I, I, it exists to me only as like, oh, there's a show Ian told me about it, um, Flowers for All Occasions <laughs> or whatever. It doesn't feel like it is here. I have heard that be said. I mean, I know there is a scene. Yes. I've been sure. to shows and I've seen And there's musicians and that know each other. Yes. That seems definite. But I have heard it be said that like New York is not great for that reason, which yeah. is like a lot of play- bands come through. I don't know. It's like the size of it actually harms it or something. I don't yes. know if that's true. I've only heard that. I would believe that. Yeah, so I don't know. We could sort of get into that theoretically, but we're now at nine forty. We're not. At, so. Well, what I, I am curious about is I was in Chicago and I was like, the comedy scene here seems like not kind of what it used to be. 
It seemed a little, I mean, I was there for a weekend, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow, but what like, I was like, you're like rock. standing Podcast in front of the bean. <laughs> the bean. You're like, the comedy scene is really yeah, falling yeah. off. No, so it's still yeah. close in the 1950s. I was like, I was like, where are the it's shows? Over. And I was told, like, this person knows where the shows the are. The hideaway. Duh. No, they, they closed. Oh. Uh. <laughs> they closed. You don't remember all uh, the weepy posts about uh, it, and I was like, "It doesn't." I, don't know. I went to see a show. It was, it was okay, but you know, I was like, "I, I think it's." I'm curious. I'd be curious to hear. What about what about Chicago that comedian? epic five hour long open mic that they have? What is that? There's some like famous open mic in Chicago where it's like you come and you're there for like four hours. They're getting through a hundred people. Sarah Squirm used to be one of the hosts. It's some epic. Maybe. This is an epic Chicago epic open mic fire. Open mic. Yeah, I'd love to go to five hour <laughs> open mic in Chicago. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. It sounds like you don't even have to worry. Who could ever remember? One, you live in Chicago. It doesn't matter what happens there. Two, that mic's five hours long. Three star. Sarah Squirms is the host. That's who everybody's there to see. But they had a real audience that would come to it. It wasn't even just the comedians. Like it was hopping. I think I have heard about this. Okay, wait, we do have to finish. Uh, we should we have to go. More stuff, but we got to go. And we got 17 viewers. Wow. Good that's morning. pretty good to maintain. Good morning. All right, guys. Um, Can I say one more thing? Not interesting. It's not interesting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll say this. That it's funny to me that the beginning of the podcast, when we do it live, nobody hears the beginning. doesn't matter at all. By the end of the podcast, that's when we have all our viewers. But on the recorded version... Most people hear the beginning, and then they are like, they "I don't need to hear anymore." To I'll be honest; I think the beginning is the best part. Beginning is the best part. No, you, we've always said the end is the best part. Not I used, today. I used to say that. I used Not to say today. that, but recently I've felt like the beginning has been the best. Uh, yeah, the I've best been part for like thirty minutes. Yeah, I know <laughs> so you've been too kind of tired. I'm, so, I'm. I I thought I was good. Was I good in the beginning, guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I feel good. bad that I haven't even paid attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll name. I'll well, name Sarah's her own little wound up automaton over here. I'll name oh, it. I'll say one more thing. It's not interesting. Sarah, it's not interesting, but I'll say Sarah's it. Sarah's been so on the ball today, and I'm also tired, and I've been yeah. I've been kind of on. on That's true. Duty. I did like five different transitions, and then when yeah. we ran out of topics, I was like, seriously, you guys want to transition? <laughs> right. I do the podcast by myself. Then. I know we're like we like issue writing down things, but I was like, I think I need to write down things because Sarah is like on the strength of her own free associative mind coming up with topics i'm like i couldn't even remember i couldn't remember anything from i was like what's in my life i don't know any of it i don't know anything that's in my life yeah. anything i had we this read an article Christ. i like when we you read an article i like when we read an article let's read i heard this that the the drift magazine which another article about trauma let's read five articles about trauma <laughs> we're gonna keep doing our series on trauma um, next week homeopathic yeah. cures we'll be testing out different homeopathic strategies no i heard that the drift magazine went off on n plus one and i'm curious oh! <laughs> and that's something our viewers would be interested in. No. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and pop, pop, pop. This might be old news. I heard it yesterday that they wrote in one of their articles. They I mean, I'll be honest. The idea of people going off against N plus one is, is not news to me. I mean, uh, people, really? people I don't do know. shit on it. I don't know it. it. People I don't shit know the criticism. It. I want to hear it. I want to hear that. Yeah. No, I, you could have been an N plus one person in a different I life, wish, right? In a different <laughs> life. If I was happy. But I think the thing if is. If I chose to be happy. They, they're like live moment. I think they're not, you know, they had their live moment. Yeah. And now they're like Rick and Morty. Yes, they're a little <laughs> like a legacy. They're legacy media now. They're the New York Times. They're the New York Times. They're the New York Times of the alternatives, alternative people. And what's next is little zines that we're going to publish. Mm. That's right. Ooh, what if we had a little raisin <laughs> and zine? Printer, and then we're going to be zine and making zines. Yeah. All right. You All guys right. came in hot today. Thank you, Eliza. Oh, Eliza was from the beginning. Thanks, everyone who was here from the beginning. Thank you, everybody. 
Uh, let's Good see the thing. Morning. Good morning, New York. Good morning, New York. Raisin Man Arena.